There was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had likewise been invited to the celebration. At a certain point, the wine ran out, and Jesus' mother told him, they have no more wine. And Jesus replied, woman, how does this concern yours of yours involve me? My hour is not yet come. His mother instructed those waiting on the table, do whatever he tells you. As prescribed for Jewish ceremonial washings, there were at hand six stone water jars, each one holding 15 to 25 gallons. Fill those jars with water, Jesus ordered, and at which they filled them to the brim. Now draw some out and take it to the waiter in charge. They did as he instructed them, and the waiter in charge tasted the water made wine without knowing where it had come from. Only the waiters knew, since they had drawn the water. Then the waiter in charge called the groom over and remarked to him, People usually serve the choice wine first, then when the guests have been drinking a while, the lesser vintage. What you have done is is keep the choice wine until now. And Jesus performed this first of his signs at Cana in Galilee. Thus did he reveal his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this he went down to Capernaum, along with his mother and brothers and his disciples. But they stayed there only a few days. This is the Gospel of the Lord. So we know from this reading who the real power was in that family. Um... Here they ran out of wine, and Jesus is sitting there, you know, and his, his mother says, they have no wine. Hint, hint. And Jesus said, my hour has not yet come. You know, why, why are you doing this? And what does she do? She doesn't explain to him why she's calling him out to, you know, provide the wine. She goes up and says, do whatever he tells you to do. She didn't even acknowledge that he had questioned her right and privilege to call him out in his ministry. She just said, do whatever he says to do. And so he did. He turned the water into wine. We all know that story. We've seen multiple jokes around that. It's an amazing miracle. Um, But I want to go back to the first reading for a minute. And listen to what it says. And I think because tomorrow is the, the celebration of Martin Luther King, I think it's important to just hear what Isaiah is saying in this. And, and may that speak to us. I will not be silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not be quiet until her vindication shines forth like the dawn and her victory like a burning torch. What is the vindication and what is the victory? We can interpret that being kind of a militaristic nation. We can interpret that as we will, vind- we will have our vindication. We will go and conquer whoever we need to conquer. We will oppress whoever we need to oppress. We will suppress whoever is speaking out. And life will go on without change. What is the vindication that God is speaking of? We are gods. 
We are here. We are creation. We are earth creating herself as human. We are part and parcel of the mystery and the miracle of God. We have that within us. When we forget that, when we don't remember that, when we struggle with trying to find what does that mean, and when people are telling you, well, it means this, this, and this, and if you don't do this, this, and this, you have no place in the kingdom of heaven. If we, if we have believed that all of our lives, and when we believe the messages that we have received, we were having a conversation before Mass about how women were treated in, in the Roman church. And many have come to believe that they have no right to end a relationship that's, that's damaging. They have no right to um, minister in the, in the faith community that they're in. And what is the vindication of that? When the Holy Spirit comes through us and we can gladly say, I am free of that oppression. I am free of walking in a way that, that doesn't serve me any longer. When I am free of everybody else's perception of what I should be, do, think, say, look. When I am free of that, I'm vindicated. So to me, when I read this, uh, this verse out of, uh, out of uh, Isaiah, vindication is freedom. We have been set free. And Jesus says that. The truth will set you free. What is the truth? We are gods. We are part of creation. We are part of the mystery and miracle of what we are today. And it doesn't get better than that. And then for uh, then it says, Her victory, like a burning torch, will dawn, and her victory will shine forth like a burning torch. What is that burning torch? It's the spirit within, right? It's the spirit within. The Holy Spirit. I baptize you with the Holy Spirit. There will come someone who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And there it is. Until her vindication, the freedom, shines forth like the dawn, which is a beautiful day today, and her victory like a burning torch. And then what comes after that? Nation shall behold your vindication, and all kings, all rulers, your glory, and you shall be called by a new name, pronounced by the mouth of the Lord. That's the promise, that's the guarantee. You should be a glorious crown in the hand of the Lord, a royal diadem. No more shall people call you forsaken or your land. Remember the metaphorical, the land desolate. But you should be called my delight and your land espoused. What does espoused mean? It means the two become one. Not one and a half, you know, half, three quarters and a quarter, but one. And we know people that are in really, really good relationships. And that oneness is one of mutuality, equality, sustainability, love, compassion, all of those gifts that we talk about. For the Lord delights in you and makes your land his spouse. As a young man marries a woman or a person, 
Your builder shall marry you. Who is that builder? It's the Holy Spirit within us, right? When we recognize the Holy Spirit within us, a new creation starts to happen. We start to become a new person. No longer are we subject to the the stuff out there that would want to put us in a place that we don't need to be. We become a new land. Your builder shall marry you. Shall espouse you. Remember, when espousing, marrying, one, two become one. Your builder will join with you to build and create. And as a bridegroom rejoices in his bride, or a spouse rejoices in his or her spouse, so shall your God rejoice in you. To me, that's one of the most powerful readings in all of Scripture. And sometimes we just kind of overlook it and think, okay, the nations are going to have vindication, we're going to have war for the next 40 years. It's not that at all. If you look at it metaphorically and, and how God is moving within our lives, it becomes a proclamation, an acclamation, that we have that within us and we are, we are vindicated. And we do shine like the dawn and our victory like a burning torch. And it just doesn't get better than that. And so we celebrate Martin Luther King tomorrow. I just want to ask you to remember one story, and I saw this on Facebook, uh, just one story of his. Um, He was at a meeting, and while he was at a meeting, he got a phone call to say that his house had been bombed. And he and his wife and children were in the house. And he went home. There was already a mob. At this point, it was a mob out there ready they were armed, they were, they were ready to go and do hurt. And he went into the house and realized that his family was okay. The house was damaged a little bit, but the family was okay. He came back out, and what did he do? He said, my family is alive and safe. Let us not add violence to violence. Let us approach this in the spirit of love. So put down your weapons, go home, and don't seek vengeance. Because it's okay. We can, we can win through love far more than we can win through hate and anger. And so I, I just want to leave that with you. That speaks to this reading, reading so poignantly. It's, it's what we do inside, how we change inside, how we allow the Holy Spirit to transform us that makes the difference. And in our world today, if we meet vengeance with vengeance, anger with anger, violence with violence, hate with hate, we are forsaking who we are. And we will not have our vindication and we will not shine like the dawn and our victory will not be like a burning torch. But we know within us, we know our capacity for love, our capacity for gentleness and compassion, our, compass, com, our capacity to say to those who we believe in the moment are our enemies, I love you. I love you. And it hurts me to see your capacity for love 
not shining through. But I'm going to love you still. And I'm going to be here for you, a witness to what you have the capacity to be. What you do with that is yours. Because I am doing for me what I need to do. And then our vindication shines forth like the dawn and our victory like a burning torch. Any thoughts?